Welcome to Productive Flow, where we answer the eternal question, why can't I get myself to do the thing I know I should be doing? If you want natural productive flow and higher levels of success without all that struggle and self-judgment, this podcast is for you. Now, let's jump in. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Productive Flow. I have Aaron Newman here today, and I'm really excited to talk to Aaron specifically because of the conversation that we're about to have. And we have not yet had this conversation, so we have not prepped for this or anything. We haven't listed out any questions, nothing like that. But um, I'm just excited to have this conversation because I think it's really relevant and really present to what. Um, we're going through right now. So I think it's, it's going to be a really, really great combo. And I'm also, um, excited because Erin actually lives really close to me and I still haven't met her in person, (laughs) but it's not like I haven't had 50 opportunities, um, because Erin does a lot of stuff, uh, live in the area. It's just always like, you know, makes me have to travel like more than 15 minutes. And, and I'm like, Oh, I gotta go somewhere. I don't want to go anywhere. I'm such, yeah. I'm such a homebody. <laughs> but anyway, Erin, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. And please just tell us all about you because uh, I want everybody to get to know you because you're amazing. Awesome. Thanks for that intro. Thanks, Angela. I'm so happy to be here and like really connect on a deeper level. So Thanks for the invitation. Um, yeah, so I am a money mindset mentor and soul fire ignitrix for women and non-binary entrepreneurs. And I work with people to follow their soul's path in their businesses while they create the income that they desire. So we really look into all of those subconscious and ancestral patterns and energetic stucknesses, which is what we're going to be talking about today, um, in order to release those, that you can really just do what you want to do and know that you're supported by the universe as you do so. So yeah, yeah, super excited. I love that title. Soul, what is soul fire? Yes. (laughs) It's the coolest thing I've ever heard. Honestly, that's a very cool title. I need to come up with something really interesting and fun like that. I love it. It's so on point. It is so on point. Yes. Oh, love it. Okay. So I know that we wanted to have a conversation today around um, this uh, thought around witch's wound. Mm -hmm. And so tell me first, tell me what that, what that means to you. Because I know people are going to go witch's wound. What the heck is that? So what, what does that mean to you? Yeah. So I'm not a science person, so I'm probably about to mess this all up. So just caveat there (laughs) for all the science people, please like don't hit me up in the DMs telling me how wrong I am. But we know recently from um, studies that things get passed down in our DNA Mm -hmm. and fears get passed down in our DNA. So literally Mm -hmm. if your grandparents went through a period of starvation the genes within you are going to be activated to say, Hey, store more food, you know, keep Mm -hmm. more of that because you might go into starvation mode also. And, you know, the ancients have always told us we are not just these little individuals that spring out of the ether. We are connected to all of the people that came before us, right? Our ancestral Mm -hmm. lineages that came before us. 
And all of us are, you know, as that saying goes, we are the daughters of the ones they didn't burn, but we still have within us these encoded fears, limiting beliefs, energetic patterns, whatever you want to call them. In shamanic cultures, they might call them curses. We have these things that are passed down to us. And that might be very literally, you know, in terms of um, things that your grandmother has said to you, or they might be not quite so explicit. And again, they're just passed down in your energetic field and, and incorporated literally where that word came from, incorporated into your body, right? We're holding mm-hmm. on to these things in our bodies. And we know now that trauma is stored in the body. And so if we want to extrapolate from that, we also know or can know that these beliefs are stored in our bodies. These fears are stored in our bodies. These, these ways of showing up in the world are stored in our bodies, including the way that our great, 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 great grandmothers would have had to show up in the world, which was with a sense of protection around sharing their gifts and earning money from their gifts. Mm -hmm. Because if there was a concern that you could be burned at the stake for sharing your knowledge about herbs or sharing your knowledge about um, childbirth or sharing your knowledge just about the way that the world works, right? Because these were these were these wise women who were the repositories of all the oral histories that came before them. If there was a concern there, hey, I show up in this big way or even this small way, right? And and share my knowledge with the village, share my knowledge with the people. I could be punished. I could be even killed, burned at the stake or banished, which in most cases was death because, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day, you didn't get to go live by yourself, right? <laughs> you were a part of a community. You had to be part of that community in order to survive. And so these things were handed down to us. And I believe that we all carry these old beliefs in our bodies, that we have stored them. And one way to describe that, that people people use to describe that is the witch wound, which is again saying, hey, it was too scary for my ancestors to actually put their gifts out into the world. And so now me as a spiritual entrepreneur, or even just somebody who has gifts, which is all of us, you know, if I'm trying to voice those gifts out into the world, that feels scary. That feels, oh my God, can I do this? And as a woman, we have that burden, right? It, it, we, it's, it's there. We can feel it. You know, yeah. if you tune into that, you can feel it for yourself. So that's sort of the, the global meaning of the witch wound, at least yeah. in my vision. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's really interting because I, I, I connect with that a hundred percent. That's fully resonates for me. And I, I was just telling you before we actually started recording, I was telling you how, you know, for the longest time that I created a lot of separation between my business professional life and my spiritual beliefs and gifts and was not crossing over the two at all. Mm -hmm. And that there was, um, you know, a thought in my mind that if, if I, show people this, if I talk to people about this, then I won't be taken seriously and therefore they won't want to work with me. And then what I found was that if I had a client who voiced 
those same beliefs to me, then I was like, oh, well, (laughs) now we can really do some work (laughs) because you believe what I believe and how cool is that? And now, how would you like a past life regression? Let's do that. (laughs) They're like, wait, what? You can do that? And I'm like, totally, let's do it. And then they were like, like they would go so much farther, so much faster. And it was because there was no, no fear in me. And I didn't feel like I needed to hide or shame myself or any of that because I could freely use my voice, speak everything, use all my gifts and, and feel very comfortable in doing that. But here's the thing is that since I became aware of this, this witch's wound, and I have another um, thing I'm going to bring up here in a minute that I'd love your perspective on Yeah, that, um, when I, when I become more aware of this, it's made me want to speak up more about it because it's an awareness of saying, Oh, that's where it's coming from. Oh, I don't have anything to worry about. I'm safe here. I can speak about this. I can talk about this and it's okay. And that the people that are wanting to work with me, who are right to work with me, that they're going to show up and they're going to be really okay with this. But there's a lot of people that don't know that I am this and therefore are not working with me because they don't know that I'm exactly who they need to be working with or who they want to be working with. And, and, and here's the thing too, is that, and this is where I want to get into this other side of it is, um, is really interesting because there's our DNA that we're carrying from our body's lineage, right? And so, for instance, for me, um, one of the ways this has shown up, um, just in a DNA perspective, not necessarily witch's wound, was I was, I always had this really weird fear around being poisoned. And I had no idea where it was coming from. Like, where the heck is this coming from? Why am I worried about being poisoned? Like eating at restaurants was really like stressful for me. Wow. And um, going and like eating food that somebody else prepared, very stressful for me. And just thinking there was going to be something wrong with it or I'd get sick or something and like nothing like that had ever happened to me. And I'm like, where is this coming from? And then just totally set that aside for a second. Um, my husband got really into the ancestry thing uh, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. And so we sent in our little spit things yeah. and, wow. you know, got tested and everything. And we were started doing the, the lineage stuff and going backwards. And so my mother's mother's side of her family was very well documented because there was a two volume book set on our family history because it goes back to Abraham Hudson and it's like our Hudson family history and all this stuff. And they were like, you know, we were, were related to famous people in us history. Right. And, um, so I'd never looked into her father's side very deeply. And as we were going through this ancestry journey, I did and found out that 14 generations back on my mother's father's side, we're related to the kings and queens of basically the UK and Europe, France and, and England and, and Scotland. And that there was in there, it was a very, um, like a, an icky story around the, um, children being poisoned by their stepmother so oh that gosh. her son could come in and take over the kingdom. Oh my gosh. And I just thought, 
well, that sucks, but that makes sense. And then the fear started to dissipate and then it started to go away. And then I wasn't having it anymore. And I was like, that's so interesting. You know, that it could be passed down DNA in your, in your body. And how interesting that that was, that that came up. And then, but the other side is the cellular memory that we pull in from past lives, past lives that we've experienced some of these things for Mm -hmm. ourselves. And then even though it's not passed down in the DNA in the body, that is being passed down in cellular memory through our souls. Absolutely. And that that's like a totally different thing, but it's kind of like our, our soul's DNA, right? Right. And then there's a, there's a witch's wound that can exist in that. Absolutely. And I think, you know, people can sometimes get tripped out between where does this come from? You know, what, which past life? And you go down these rabbit holes of like, yeah, you want to really, really dig around and explore. And I, you know, was related to, um, Jesus or, you know, I had this great thing happen in my past life. And I always feel like cool, awesome, you know, and it has to be really applicable to this current life, Mm -hmm. you know? And so if there's, stuck energy somewhere. And if that happens to be from a past life, if that's what's being shown to you, if that's what you're, you're uncovering in your work, um, or it's from your ancestral lineage, or it just is coming from the collective, you know, cause that's possible too. We live, we live in mm-hmm. community. We live in this environment. We're not raised in a bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of where it comes from, you now have the opportunity to work with it. And you now have the opportunity to say like, this no longer has to be true for you. This energy Mm -hmm. gets to dissipate now. Like the work that I'm doing, whatever that healing work is, is the thing that's going to set this free and that I no longer have to, to be attached to that energy anymore. Um, you know, cause I feel like sometimes in, in spiritual communities and, you know, in spiritual work, there can be this sort of like, Mm. doing the work for the sake of doing the work instead of like doing the work for the sake of improving your current life, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm just going to go down this rabbit hole. And I I think, I think we all do that. (laughs) Like, I think we all do that. So I'm not shaming anybody here, but I'm just also saying like, I think, I think it has to have um, a reason behind it. I think it needs to be so that you get to go be a better person in your current reality, right? You get to be kinder, more compassionate, more, whatever, you know, a better person. Um, and that that's why we're doing this. Not, yeah, not just because it's super cool and, you know, yeah. Well, you know, and I think that sometimes people from the outside looking in, right. will look at it and say, oh, and then you find out you were Cleopatra or something and then, you know, but it's, it isn't, that's, that's not like the case, you know, it's usually a situation of, going in and finding out that, you know, you were some abused kid working in a factory somewhere in the industrial age, or you were, you know, a a slave that was beaten. And then in another life, you were the the slave owner beating the slaves, you know, like there's this crossover and these, these dual experiences where we're coming into a space of really understanding that we really truly are all one. And I think that, that because we, you know, we, we can look at so many 
different types of people and personalities and things like that. And we see our, our separateness. We see our differences and it's hard to reconcile to ourselves sometimes why this person could do this thing or how this person, especially now, right, could vote this way, right? <laughs> and then we're like, wait, what? Like, it makes no sense, you know? But the fact is, is that when we really truly start to do this work and we go back and we start to see not just our, our history, but our soul's history as well, that we start to connect into the fact that we have been all these people in mm -hmm. all these places, in all these situations, in all these different levels of understanding and perception. And what I'm noticing is that people are coming in now that are able to have that awareness of where all this stuff is coming from in all these different directions see it for what it is and then help break it down so that other people can have that awareness too. And that the more people coming in that can have this awareness of that we are all one, we have been all these things, then we, we stop, we stop judging each other and we stop feeling so judged. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, what I keep coming back to in my own head when I get tripped up in what's going on in the world is, um, that shame is never going to be a motivator, you know, that mm. me shaming somebody for their beliefs or for how they vote or, you know, any of the various things. Right. And, and basically all of my in-laws are very far right, uh, yeah, that's all I'll say there. But, um, and so, you know, I know that me bringing my judgment and me bringing my shame is not going to move them, right? It's not going to, yeah. because they're just going to push back against that. And, you know, it's, it's kind of um, like law of attraction, you know, me adding more of that energy to the thing only creates more of the thing. It doesn't create yeah. the, 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 it doesn't create the solution. You yeah. know, the solution yeah. can only be created from love. And mm -hmm. so me shaming anybody is always going to be um, counterproductive to say the least. And, yeah. But it's hard. It's hard for all of us, I think, to because I, I think, you know, this is where we get into sort of all the spiritual bypassing that happens where we say, well, I'm already spiritual, so I'm good. I'm good over here, you know. And then meanwhile, we have all this, anger for people who don't think the way we do or anger mm -hmm. for people who, um, yeah, who, who aren't spiritual, right. That can be a thing too. Yeah. It's like, Oh, you, you guys over there, you know, as opposed to like you just named, we are all one. And the more you get to experience all those different mm, realities for lack mm -hmm. of a better word, you know, where all these different things are stored, all these mm -hmm. past lives and, and different dimensions and however you want to believe that, um, the more you start to experience those, the more you see that was me. Oh, but this is also me. And that future version of me, you know, she didn't, she's not going to believe the same things I believe right now. And so that other person on the other side of the table, they're me too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly.
And, and, and even though that person on the other side of the table is still you, it doesn't mean that they're in the same space that you are in or that you're in the same space that they are in. It's like you can be in this separate spaces of perspective and awareness. And the difference I think is being able to see that for what it is and just accept it and say, okay. And where the other person might be like fighting against it, you know, and, and there's just no, there's no reason to, to, I don't want to say that there's no reason to fight because there are certain things that I feel like we, we absolutely do need to, to, to fight for, right. Our rights for one. Um, but I understand exactly what you're saying around, you know, it's, it's like the collective energy and that, that if that collective energy is conflict and it's happening, I mean, our, our collective energy happens in our everyday moments, right? And it's what we're, we're putting out in the world. And so if we're taking our everyday moments and we're approaching them in love from a space of love, from a space of understanding, then it, that shifts that collective energy, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was just watching a documentary that had to stop because it was it was too sad for me. But um, it was around uh, white supremacists, and you know, they go out with the intention to um, fight, right? They go looking for the fight at the rally or the event or whatever. You know, they they'll specifically go to an event where they know they're going to come into conflict and you know, all they could think was kind of sort of like sucking the air out of that. Like if, if there was nobody for them to fight against, what would that look like? You know, how, how differently would that look? Um, you know, and, and all those times that we bring in that energy of you said this, I'm going to say this, and you said this, I'm going to say this and I'm right. And no, I'm right. You know, we bring that energy into the thing instead of just saying, like you just said, I'm just going to be in acceptance of where you're at. And I'm just going to I'm just take away my energy from that. If, if it doesn't yeah. fit for me, cool. I'm just going to take my energy away from that because I don't need to yeah. add to it. You know, yeah. and, you know, it's interesting because I think that, you know, that situation, it happens on that larger scale, but it also happens like at home, you know, Absolutely. and Absolutely. Uh, yeah, because like, I know that my husband and I, like we both had our own childhood traumas and it, it, a lot of it, you know? And so coming together, I had done a lot of that work already to clear through a lot of that stuff. And he had not. Mm-hmm. And so he would, when we'd come into some form of conflict with each other, he would want to, you know, poke and hurt, you know, like emotionally, like, let me say this and that'll really get her kind of thing. And I wouldn't react. And he's like completely dumbfounded by that. Like, wait, what? You're not going to call me a name back? Why would I do that? <laughs> and then right. all of a sudden he's like, I hate being mad at you because I can't be mad at you because you're so nice. <laughs> I hate that. You know. <laughs> but it shifted his way of looking at it where I didn't have to come in and say, I'm going to change you. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't do that. I just didn't react to things the way that he would. And when he would say something mean in an effort to, to poke, right. 
and just say, I'm really sorry you feel that way. I don't feel that way, but I'm sorry that you feel that way. So and then he was like, what so do you do with that? Yeah. And it shows how much work you've done because those reactions are happening in the subconscious mind, which means oh, yeah. mm-hmm. they're, they're faster than your conscious mind mm-hmm. can can come together with, right? Like you, your conscious mind is not coming up with those responses, those anger yeah. responses. And it's like, you know, in parenting where all of us, I think have said oh, yeah. things like, well, how did that, how did that come out of my mouth? Like, yeah, I, I promised myself I would never say something like that mm-hmm. again. Right. Because it's, it's not conscious. You didn't like yeah. sit down and journal out. Like, oh, I'm going to say this when they say this, right. You, yeah. From those childhood programs. And, you know, that's the other huge part of my work that I love working around because your subconscious is always going to win. So even if, mm-hmm. you know, in that situation with your husband or in that situation with your kids, even if you've told yourself like, I'll never say that again, that's yucky. Yeah. I don't want to be that way. Right. In that next instance where you get triggered in that next time. And, you know, for me, it's with business owners in that next time where the thing doesn't go the way you want, you didn't get the likes, you didn't get the launch, you didn't get the numbers. Right. And your, your subconscious is making those loops again and again and again of you're a failure. You're not worth it. You're not enough. You're never going to be there. You're never going to be like her. You can't do this. Blah, blah, blah. Right. All those voices. Mm -hmm. It's not happening on a conscious level. And usually most people don't even recognize that it's occurring. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just showing up as like, uh, this kind of like that clenchy feeling that sort of like "Eh," that little bit of anxiety, like that's your subconscious speaking to you and saying, Mm -hmm something's wrong here. I'm feeling this way, you know, the thought comes and then the feeling gets created. And so when you can do the work that you've done and look at that and explore it and unravel that and bring consciousness to it, then the next time the trigger comes up, you are able to react from a place of conscious awareness and not subconscious awareness and bring that like, Oh, here's the, here's the energy I really want to bring to this. Not the like triggered response. Want to learn more about productive flow and connect with other business owners and salespeople on the same journey? Then go join our free Facebook group at ProductiveFlowGroup.com. It's free and you'll also get access to special content and resources. See you inside the group. A lot of people might be listening to this and thinking, okay, so you did the work. Well, what work did you do? You know? <laughs> yeah. What is this work? You what is this of? work? <laughs> <laughs> so true, right? <laughs> we use that word a lot, don't we? <laughs> we do. Yeah. But, you know, that's the yeah. thing is that it's like, okay, I'm going to give you an example of the work, right? Yeah. So I was at Target with uh, my husband and my eight-year-old, okay? My eight-year-old son. And so on the way, well, let me, let me go back before we go to target. My husband's like, okay, I'll see you later. I'm going to go run those errands. I'm like, wait, I wanted to go. And he's like, oh, you want to go? I didn't know you wanted to go. I'm like, yeah, I want to go. I want to go to target. And he's like, what are you getting at target? And I was like, I don't know. I just have a list, you know, I'm going to target. And he's like, okay, guess that means we're bringing the boy too. I'm like, well, yeah, because he's not sitting here by himself. So then Zane's like, I got to go. I didn't want to go. And I'm like, well, now you got to go because I'm going. So it's like already I'm feeling a little triggered by the fact that nobody wanted me to go to Target. 
that's where I'm going. Like in my head, mm-hmm. nobody wanted me to go. So then there's this feeling of um, like nobody wanted me kind of feeling, right? Coming up. And I'm, I'm, I, I start to feel that and I'm like, hmm, interesting. I didn't lash out. I'm just going, hmm, interesting. So then as we're running some other errands before we get to Target, my, um, I said something about being out and, and running the errands. I don't remember what it was. It was irrelevant, nothing special, just making a comment. And then my husband's like, well, I didn't want, I wanted to go by myself anyway. And I'm like, that was kind of crappy. And then the eight-year-old pipes up from the back. I just wanted to go with daddy. I didn't want you to come. And I'm like, what the heck? Everybody is like coming in and attacking me, right? Like I'm not supposed to be here apparently, right? So then we get to Target and I grab a cart. He's waiting in line at customer service because he had to exchange the little carbonation thing for the soda stream where we make our sparkling water. And so he's in line at customer service and I grabbed a cart. I parked it next to him. I said, I'm going to run to the bathroom. I'll be right back. He says, okay. I go into the bathroom. I come back out like two minutes later. They're both gone, (laughs) gone. Like I have no idea where they are. And I'm going, and we're in a super target in Swanee where I have not been. I don't have any clue where anything is in the store because it's very different from our target. And I'm like, where did they go? So I call him on the phone and I'm like, where are you? He's like, I'm by the school sign. And I'm like, (laughs) I don't know where this is, right? I go looking for him and I'm asking, well, where are you? Where are you? And then he's just talking to Zane and I'm getting frustrated because he's not talking to me or responding to me. So I just hung up and I said, okay, I'm just going to go do my shopping and do my thing and I'll figure out where they are later. Right. So I go walking around the store and everything and I'm loading stuff up in my hands and it's starting to get full, like in one arm. So I call him again. I'm like, Hey, where are you? I've got my hands full. I need to put stuff down. Like where, where did you go? And He's like starting to tell me where he goes. And then I got upset because at this point I'm feeling frustrated and stressed. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling the abandonment. And that's the key thing. This is where the work comes in. I was feeling abandoned. Putting a name to that is part of doing the work because you're understanding this isn't about target. This is about something deeper. And so that's where I was like, I'm feeling abandoned. And I was like, why did you leave me? I told you I was going to be right back. Why didn't you wait? Why did you leave me? And he's like, oh, I'm not dealing with this right now. And he hung up on me. And I'm like, he did not. You know, it just escalates, right? Now I'm right. Now I'm right. Yeah. So I'm, it's escalating. And so I started filling up my hands with the rest of the stuff. And I started really connecting into the fact that I was feeling abandoned. And I'm like, okay, so I'm feeling abandoned. What is the true story here? The true story Mm -hmm. here is that my husband probably took the, the boy to go check out the toy section. And I'm running my errands. He's doing his thing. And he's like, cool with it. Like, he's like, we'll meet up at the at the front. Who cares? And I'm making a big deal of this when it doesn't need to be a big deal because it means something more to me. And that was when I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go check out. I've got the keys to the car in my bag. He's not going anywhere. He's not leaving me. Even if I didn't have the keys. He wouldn't leave me in the parking lot, standing there in the middle of Swanee, trying to take an Uber home. He's not going to do that, right? So 
as I'm starting to go to the checkout register, I make one more pass through the store to find him and I can't find him. And now I'm really starting to feel the abandonment, right? It's just hitting me deeper. Even with the awareness, it's hitting me deeper. So then I come to the front and I see him standing on the other side of the checkout register because he's already done and checked out. He's standing on the other side and he's waiting there for me. Mm. And I just start to cry. And then I go to the checkout and I'm in the right, I was checking out and everything and I'm, I'm crying, but I'm frustrated and I'm angry and I'm, I'm like trying not to cry, but I'm crying. Right. And, um, anyway, and then we, we get out and he's like, what's the big deal? And I'm like, yeah, what's the big deal? And it was doing that, diving into what was the big deal and realizing how it connects into abandonment that I felt as a child from my parents, several times of feeling lost when I did get separated from my parents as a kid, went out shopping, um, being separated from friends when I went to Disney and got dropped off when I was like 12 mm-hmm. as a kid, you know, stuff like that. And I was like, this, that, that's what it is. It's not about Target. It was about that. That was coming up. And when I put awareness around it and said, this is where it's coming from and now it can go, that's the work. Always. And I think that key word of awareness is so powerful, you know, Mm -hmm. and there's so many different avenues into that. I don't think, you know, I I don't think any one modality is better than the other. Mm -mm. There are so many. Yeah. And if you find your way in through one, awesome, you know, and then you'll probably add a few more, right? Because they're all helpful. Well, they all can, they all have the power to be helpful. If they're helpful for you, I think is always uh, an individual thing, but you bringing that awareness to just that conversation is going to heal that Mm -hmm. for you and for your son and going forward. And it's so cool to just see it. Um, you know, unfolding in the quantum universe, really. And see, and that's something that I want you to to expand on right there, what you just said about how when you clear it, it's also clearing it for others. Talk more about that. Sure. Well, I mean, like the same way you can look at past lives, right? You can also go into future lives and future energies. And the same way you look at where this came from with your ancestors, you can look Mm -hmm. at where is this going with my descendants. And if Mm -hmm. I keep holding this, this anger, this fear, this, this annoyance with my husband, right? It keeps perpetuating and it keeps getting passed Mm -hmm. down and it keeps adding to that collective fear, that collective anger, that collective, um, frustration, you know? And so as we each on individual levels, and I'm not saying this means everything is up to the individual because I don't believe that, but as we on an individual level heal these patterns, it frees up energy for the collective, for your descendants, for your, for your future self, right? Like Mm -hmm. think, think about, you know, the Angela right now, 20 years from now, who's continually doing this work, how, how that has shifted and changed her and created something entirely new for her and for her life. Right. And, yeah. um, and, you know, if you think about it from what we were talking about before, we're all one, you healing this for you is healing it for others too. You know, mm-hmm. it's healing 
It's healing it so that the next time you're in a target and you see where a woman is going through something similar, you know, you can extend love from your heart to her, just pure love, not judgment, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and she'll feel that even if she doesn't know that she's feeling it, but she might have that shift in her own mind of like, Oh, okay. Well, Hey, this, this isn't about, you know, the school supplies or (laughs) whatever, (laughs) no, whatever is happening. Yeah. I, I just also want to make one caveat to anybody who's listening to this. My shit is not together. <laughs> I have arguments with my husband and arguments with my kids. But like Angela said, I mean, we're doing the work and I, I continually do that work. And that looks like a, a bunch of different things for me. Like this morning, I had to um, do a a journey with my guides around uh, something that was coming up with my virtual assistant and really try to see, not even say it's not even really often seeing their perspective because I, I think I'm able to do that on a conscious level, but really releasing any of my stuff around it. Like mm-hmm. where, did, like you just said, like, where did this actually come from? Okay. I need to release that before I can enter into a dialogue with her about yeah. this. Because otherwise I'm bringing all that old trauma into this. I'm bringing like, well, she's going to hate me if I say this. And if I say that, she's going to think this, right? I have to let go of all, at least for me, I have to let Mm -hmm. go of all of that before I go send her an email that sounds whatever, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Cause there's, we, we hold all these stories inside of ourselves. Right. And that's, that's going back to the witch's wound. That's what that is. It's a, it's a, a story that is encoded in your DNA or your cellular memory from your, your soul's DNA, or it's a a collective energy. Yeah. Or it's all of it, right? Right. It can be all of it. And and then you're getting like this triple whammy, right? (laughs) All this energy coming at you. And, and it, a lot of times it's showing up for women in a way that says we can't use our voice. Absolutely. We can't speak up. We can't say what we're really feeling or we can't talk about what we're really wanting to do because if we do, then this, this, or this will happen. And we don't always have a way to put that into words of what this, this, and this is. It's just an underlying feeling of doom, right? Something bad will happen. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then it does express as anxiety and stress and tension. And it will also manifest as, as um, you stopping yourself, right? From, from doing things Absolutely. that you feel like could be really, really, um, it's like your, 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 your soul's leading you down this path and you're like, no, I can't, I can't. And you're terrified and you don't know why. Yep. And you, and you probably don't even use the word terrified, right? Like, no, you're, I mean, yeah. And coming from like you being a productivity coach, you know, it's like, I have this list of things and those things just don't get done or I forget to do them. Or I forget to reach out to the person I was supposed to reach out to. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. did you really forget? Right. Or was that, that deeper fear that usually we're not even aware of, we're not even letting ourselves see it. And it's not until a deeper level where awareness is brought to it in which again, whichever way you do that, that could be through a meditation that could be through connecting with your guides. That could be through a really deep conversation going on a run, dancing, whatever. 
um, that way that you can connect with that deeper sense of yourself, the source and ask like, what, what is this? You know, I've been saying I'm going to do a Facebook live and I never seem to get them done. Yeah. You know, that's probably some version of the witch moon, right? Because you showing up in that bigger way means somebody can reject you for the beliefs. Somebody Mm -hmm. can reject you for the ways that you're showing up. And, and again, your body might take that as someone can kill me, you Mm -hmm. know? And yeah. Yeah. And I, and I do also want to point out too, um, there are still witch burnings happening in mm-hmm. our world. And, yeah. um, I think, you know, us as two privileged white women here, we get to show up with a lot of privilege in order to be, even be able to talk about this because yeah. there are people for whom this is really real right now. And, um, you know, for most of us listening, probably we get to explore what this looks like and, and do this healing work. And then there are people for whom, yeah, this is really real right now. And they're still in that space. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And, you know, it's interesting too. And I want to make a point of this is that, you know, you working with people on money mindset is that that feeds into this too, because there's this, this experience of, if I can't say the things, if I can't do the things, then how am I going to earn anything from doing the thing that lights me up? Because if it lights you up and it's something that you feel like you're being stopped from doing internally in your subconscious and it's showing up as you're not doing those things, then you're not going to go out there and make the money doing it because you're, you're stopping yourself. Right. And then you think, well, I don't know why I can't do these things, or I don't know why I can't earn this money, or I can't charge people, or I feel uncomfortable and I'm giving my work away for free. You know, stuff like that is because there's this feeling of if I put myself out there like this and I start earning money doing this, then internally that, that alarm is going Mm -hmm. off saying, oh no, you're going to get found out. And then all the doom comes down, right? Then all the bad stuff starts happening. And that internal subconscious feeling is what can stop you. And I know um, when it comes to the path that we're really here to walk, the thing that we're meant to do because it, and we know it because it lights us up. It's the thing that excites us. It's the thing that we get excited about when we wake up in the morning. That if we're not doing that thing and we're doing something else instead, then you got to ask yourself that question, why? What's stopping you from not doing that thing that lights you up? Or what's stopping you from charging money for doing that thing that lights you up? Because people are happy to pay you. If you're doing something that lights you up, then like there's there's a reason for that, right? And then you are meant to charge for that because, and we were saying this pre-show too, is money is a tool. Mm-hmm. It's a tool. It's not the reward. It's the tool. The reward is you get to get up and do do the work all the time. You talk about people that are still dealing with with witch burning and things like this, and and women that are being shut down and 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 punished for doing things that they feel drawn to do that 
I mean, to be in a space where they have the ability to earn money for it, to be in a space of safety and security, that's, it's such a blessing to be able to be in that space. Yeah. And, and to not take advantage of that when it's, it's here in front of us because we're, we're scared, you know? And so I, I would really recommend to anybody who's listening to this saying, yeah, that sounds like me, you know, to, to dig in, dig in and ask yourself the questions. What is really stopping me? What is really going on here? And, um, Aaron, is that, is that something that, that you, you help with in connecting them into this past and helping them clear this? Yeah. And I think, um, it's also important to know that, you know, for so long, women weren't able to earn actual money from a lot of the things that they did, right? It was in trade or gift or in kind, you know, and it's only been fairly recently that you get actual money and you can go spend it. And, and I mean, even in the seventies in the United States, you have to have your husband or father co-sign on a credit card. Like it's fairly recent that we have this economic power at all, like in the form of money, in the form of, I can take this and I can go buy a sheep or a goat instead of like you giving me the chicken that maybe I didn't want. Right. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, as an example, <laughs> I got you, <laughs> or the Porsche, or the whatever. But you know, um, like it's only fairly recently, and so again, as part of that collective, what we're storing, what we're carrying, it is hard for us as women to stand up and say, "Yeah, I want to earn money from this, and I want to earn great money from this, and I'm allowed to, and that's okay, and that's acceptable, and it should be, you know." And I'm not selfish, and I'm not greedy, and yeah, there's a woman around the corner from me who has a pink Porsche and a pink Maserati and a pink G-Wagon. And I'm like, hallelujah, lady. I want to go drop a note in her mailbox, like claim it, you know, like I love it. Like I truly love it. And of course my husband's Uh like, well, that's just a wrap. And I'm like, you know, like a wrap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what the wraps are. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm going to get a wrap too. I'm doing that. (laughs) Um, but we, we get to do that now. However, there is this stored energy system that yeah. says that's scary. And, and like the work you do, that of course contributes to the ways that we show up, the ways that we're consistent, the ways that we go out and do things. Because it, if you have this like heavy bar sitting on you of, of other people's beliefs and all those old stored things that we just, you know, even if you don't want to believe in any of what I'm saying, like just think about the things that your parents told you, mm-hmm. right? About like, you can't make money doing what you love or you can't, you know, really do that. Like go do- I heard sens- all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think most of us did. Yeah. Go do the sensible, logical thing, right? Yeah. Like you, Go get a real job. Go get a real job. <laughs> I heard right? that a lot. Oh yeah. I think we all did. And so just think through how how you process that in your body and how you process that in your mind. And like, does that come into play in your business? How could it not? How could those beliefs not come into play for you? And so, yeah, it's cool to unravel them. Um, as my type A friend says, so you can make the money a lot faster. Um, but also just because I truly believe that it is my life's work to not have women saying to themselves, 
oh, there's this thing I want to go do, whatever that is. I want to go do this mm-hmm. training. I want to go get this mentor. I want to go on this cool vacation. I want to travel here. I want to have a nomadic lifestyle, whatever. And they say to themselves, well, I couldn't do that. I can't afford it. That's not possible for me. And I really want to remove those words from people's vocabulary, remove those words from women's lives so that they can stand up and say, here's this thing I wanted to go do, this big dream I want to follow, this this cool thing. And yeah, money, the tool, it's in my back pocket. I got this, you know? And so as you do the work, as you unravel all those programs, and that's, I don't know, about you, but I feel like that's a lifetime of work. Like as you unravel, it's always it, ongoing. It's always ongoing because there's always like, you yeah. were like the 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 disclaimer there. You know the caveat. <laughs> You're like I'm still a mess. <laughs> yeah. It was like I I get that right. I mean, yeah. yesterday um, I I had a, a a hot cup of brand new tea filled up to the top, and I had it sitting on the table next to me by the, our brand new sofa. And my kid threw the dog's bone. Both dogs took off after it and they knocked into the table and my teeth went everywhere. And I jumped up going, ah! <laughs> and, and, and then my son, I look at him and he's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. And, and he's just apologizing left and right because he was worried he was going to get into trouble. And I was, I was mad that he did that because he knows better. And the dogs have done this before, you know, and then I'm thinking, but I know better. And I put my hot tea right there when the kids and the kid and the dogs were playing with it. It's just, you know what I mean? But it's like, it, I didn't realize that right away. It's like, it doesn't matter how much of this work we do. It's an ongoing process. There's a lot for us to unravel. And you're not always going to think of it immediately because like you said, the subconscious is what's coming up first, especially in a moment of shock. You know, it's the subconscious that's coming out first and we're not controlling that all the time. We can right. backtrack later. Right. right. <laughs> we yeah. yeah. We're all in it all the time. So I, I would love for you to um, tell them, our listeners here, uh, about how you help with, with this situation. So if they're listening to this and they're like, which is wound and past DNA and past life. Yeah. Like I got all that. What do I do? What do I do? <laughs> well, just know we all do. So I think it, it helps to normalize it. Um, I'm actually starting next week, my, and I don't know when this will air, but you can always jump in, you know, wherever we are in the process. I'm starting my six week live group coaching program called the abundance Academy. And it is really a space where we are unraveling those ancestral programs, where we are unraveling the subconscious blocks. Um, We have modules devoted to each of those, as well as my manifesting process, my way of setting your vision in co-creative energy with source energy. Um, So not based on everyone else's external goals for you, but based on what feels aligned for me in my business. And then working through anything that stands in your way. So all of the old programs, energies that hold us all back. Um, yeah. As you continue to follow your soul path in your business and, and create that income that you desire. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. As well as one-on-one coaching, of course. Yes, of course. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. So how do they learn more about you? Where do they need to go? Okay. So best place is probably my Facebook group, which is the Spiritual Women Entrepreneurs Collective. Mm-hmm. Or my website, which is simply my name, erinnewman.com. Those are great places. I'm mostly on Facebook, so you can you can find me there. And I am in that Facebook group as well. So it is a great group. There is a lot of amazing content that Erin is always putting out there. And one of the things that I love about Erin that she does um, in there is just really authentic, open, vulnerable shares where you just go in. I love that about you. love it. She just goes in and she just like opens up and freely tells stories. And they're always so, so good. And what I love about that is that it does normalize what we are all going through. And I think sometimes, you know, people come out and they're like, oh, I'm so perfect and come learn from me. And then it's like, you know what? We're not perfect, but we're doing the work and we're going to do it right here with you. And I love that about you because you're just so clear with that. And it's just a beautiful thing. So thank thank you. you. So appreciate that. Yeah. 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 Thank you. So you guys go to erinnewman.com, check out her website, go to her Facebook group. Um, there's just, and we'll be sure to put those links, um, into the show notes for you guys so that you can just go right there and click as you're listening to this, uh, and learn more about her upcoming program. And then for any of you who are interested in seeing what we're doing on the productivity side with this same type of thing, um, and we're combining human design and my work in productivity along with hypnotherapy and ancient woman's wisdom. Come mm-hmm. in and check us out at productiveflowchallenge.com and you can get five days for free. Check out the replays of our live event that we did. It was so profound. So check that out too. And until next time, thank you so much for listening. Thanks everybody. Thanks for listening. And especially, thank you for sharing the show and leaving a review on iTunes. Every time you share the show, you are potentially changing someone's life. Want to learn more about Productive Flow and connect with other business owners and salespeople on the same journey? Then go join our free Facebook group at ProductiveFlowGroup.com. It's free, and you'll also get access to special content and resources. Now, stay tuned for the next episode of Productive Flow.